Well, the weather for the whole of the south of England will continue as it has for the next few weeks. It's going to be hot and moist, with temperatures rising steadily as time goes on. There's a chance of steamy moments as we move into the... Ah, sod it. We never wanted to do this. We never wanted to be weathermen and women, making innuendos about hot atmospheres and drizzly countries. We didn't want to be child-friendly. We didn't want to bang on about being for over-18s only. We want to talk about our sexy adventures. We want to be lifestylers, leaping from bush to bush as we sail down the rivers of British sex clubs and mountains of crazy experiences. The cheeky purple mamba, the liquid silk pumped liberally into our hand, the rodeo classic brief harness complete with Tantus curve, the enjoy pure one stainless steel dildo, the hot octopus digit, the ever so short messages on fab swingers, the sexy friends on Twitter, and the mighty vanilla alternative. With my best girly by my side, we'd swing, swing, swing. Get in the gym or to your car. Our advice you could go far. Fuck things up and we make mistakes. Talk about our sexy dates. It's getting hard for this to Welcome to Bedhoppers. My name's Mr. H. Hi, Mrs. H. Thank you for joining us again. This is one of our fuck off. <laughs> you say that with such ferocity. Do you want to say it? Fuck off. See? Yeah. Nice and genteel. Fuck off. Fuck off. That's FAQ off <laughs> specials, where we take a different topic each fortnight and explore it in a little bit more detail with some very sexy special guests. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm assuming you mean me because I show up every fortnight. You do show up. Not often invited, but <laughs> yeah, I show up just, anyway. Even when I'm just recording, you seem to <laughs> magically appear. Yeah, just like pouring at you. Actually, that's really not true. Like actually getting you to record is like dragging you out of bed. How dare you? I don't want to record right now. I was very busy playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> Clearly. Please send your friend codes for Animal Crossing to Mrs. H. It's a pretty big deal at the moment. Is it really? Is yeah. it what's bigger, Pokemon or Animal Crossing? Oh my god. This could be a fack off special in itself. Oh my god, can we do a fack off special about Pokemon versus Animal Crossing? No, no, we oh, cannot. Oh, I'm gonna start my own podcast. Screw you. If you want to find out how to build a Zen <laughs> garden, how to send people presents. I'm gonna form like a splinter group, but it's just gonna be discussing amazing games and you're not invited. Yeah, but you said amazing games. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, enough of this hyperbole. What have you got for us today? So today we're going to be chatting to some special guests. We're going to introduce them in just a moment mm -hmm. when we get them online. And we're going to be talking about bisexuality and the lifestyle. That's a big topic. Can you be bisexual? Yes, thank you. <laughs> I, I think we may. Oh, make... it's a bit more debate than that. Well, there's a little bit more debate. A little bit. Not a mass debate. Oh, well, no, not yet. Hang on, hang on. You're just getting naked while uh, we're recording really, the show. I'm really, really warm. <laughs> so Mrs. H has rocked up wearing a dressing gown to this. Um, um, yeah, an Adventure Time one. Um, I'm going to point out that it is now midday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Still bumming around or slumming around in a dressing when gown. When do you get to be Judgy McJudgerson? I get to be, yeah. Well, yeah, all I of that like, stuff. Yeah, at least I've put I've clothes just on. I've suddenly got a bit warm. And then she starts stripping while I'm <laughs> chatting to her. <laughs> It's one of my classic diversion tactics. A bacon switch. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, bacon. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, uh, roll the thing, Mrs. H. We've got something that's just for you. Holy shit, it's an interview. Thanks for joining us. We are going to be tackling today a question, which is, is there bisexuality in the lifestyle? Now, fortunately, we've brought along some very sexy friends with us for the ride, 
and they are going to be attempting to help us get through this question and explore it. Mrs H, who have we got with us? We have got with us um, the very so lovely Kiwi and Cherie from Sharon is Caring podcast. Hi guys, welcome. Hi. Before we jump into exploring this topic, some of our listeners may not have heard uh, of you guys before. Can you tell us just a very tiny bit about yourselves and where you're from? Of course. Um, so I'm Kiwi and as the name might suggest, I'm from New Zealand, but I'm living in London now and we've got a podcast called Sharing is Caring with my lovely wife. I'm Cherie and I'm French, but I live in London as well. That's convenient when you're married. Yeah, it's very helpful actually to live in the same place together. Yeah, you actually live in the same place as well, not just the same city, right? Yeah, 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 same flat. Much more convenient. Same room. Exactly. (laughs) We thought we'd bring you guys on to talk a bit about bisexuality. But what do we mean, he says, in setting you up for an answer that I know you've already researched? Just to be completely proper, I'll read the definition of bisexuality off of Wikipedia, just because everyone wants to hear on a podcast exactly what they can read online. So the definition as per Wikipedia is bisexuality is a romantic attraction, sexual attraction, or sexual behavior towards both males and females, or to more than one sex or gender. It may also be defined as romantic or sexual attraction to people of any sex or gender identity, which is known as pansexuality. It's a really interesting question where the separation between bisexuality and pansexuality actually comes into play. Yeah, that's not something that I've explored enough to have an answer myself personally. I've, I've been defining myself as bisexual and then I've been like, oh, maybe I'm pansexual, but uh, I'm not sure, so I'm sticking to bisexual for now. <laughs> yeah, likewise. I think one of the really important things that it slightly touches on in that definition is that bisexuality isn't just the attraction to men and women, it's attraction to all genders, not just your own. That Succinctly was, put. It was. Um, it was. I'm glad that the Wikipedia entry wasn't much longer <laughs> because otherwise, like Anchorman, he could have been reading for like 20 minutes and we'd have had a, a lovely little storybook for us. Anything which is on the prompter, I'll just read it off. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that we wanted to touch on as well was the Kinsey scale. I actually don't know that much about it. Well, you can tell us about it then, Mrs. I don't H. know much about it, I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> but you go off and Google it and then and then come back and read I'm it I'm just going to refer to uh, Kiwi's wonderful Wikipedia here. <laughs> so the Kinsey scale is a scale of attraction, which goes from zero to six, I believe. And zero being completely heterosexual and six being completely homosexual or completely gay. And where you fit on that scale is generally how you feel at the time of the day. And that is very much one being you're slightly attracted to the same gender, but very much completely, almost completely to your own gender. And Other gender, you mean? Yes. And six being completely attracted to your own gender and not to the other gender at all. Yeah. But you've come up with a modified Kingsley scale yourself. Yeah, it has a couple different dimensions on there rather than just being zero to six for attraction. It's just a separation of physical, sexual and emotional attraction. It's uh, a bit of a whole diagram there that you've got. Have you patented this yet? Has it it reached the... Oh, yes, definitely. I'm getting royalties from selling it. I'm a millionaire now. <laughs> Have you that was just a way that I thought was better to express how I was feeling at the time, because I do go through phases where I'm a lot more sexually attracted to men and not very emotionally attracted. But there's other times where I feel like I've got a stronger emotional attraction to men and the sexual attraction drifts down a little bit. So it's it's very much swaying back and forth. And I might stay 
uh, potentially at the same number on the Kinsey scale, but then what actually makes up that number changes over time. It sounds like a very complicated role-playing game to me. <laughs> Have you been grinding those stats for a while and sort of got it up in one area and not in the other? I'm a level six wizard. Yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've, you know, I think we've established that that bisexuality does exist in the lifestyle. How common is it? I think it is very common for women in the lifestyle to be bisexual um, and almost expected, I would say, even to at least kiss the other woman if um, a sexual play happens. For men, it's um, not quite as widely, um, well, we haven't widely encountered it. And uh, it definitely doesn't seem like there's as many men who advertise themselves as being bisexual or bi curious. But what we've found more and more is as I put myself out there as being a bisexual man, a lot of people actually approach me or open up and say, actually, that's something I've been interested in mm. trying out, but I just never have discussed it before because there seems to be this big stigma There's around a bit of a bisexuality. Taboo. We, we've actually played once with a couple where they were both clearly very bisexual. And, uh, and then we found them on a dating app yeah. uh, a few months later. And her profile said bisexual, but his profile only said heterosexual. So I was quite surprised that he wasn't open about it, considering how much he was into Kiwi when we met. Yeah, I think that's a real shame that people list themselves as being heterosexual or straight when they are actually bi or very much bi-curious. I can, I can understand why people need to do it, um, because of some, some couples don't even want to play with people who identify as bisexual or people who have played with couples who are bisexual, even if there's no interaction between the men. It is a strange one. We've certainly encountered a bit of uh, prejudice against uh, bi men. And uh, we've met couples that, that have sort of been adamant that they wouldn't ever play with a couple that have played with a couple. Yeah, it's almost like with played with a couple that have played with a couple where one of the men was bi. And it was yeah. kind of like, well, I, I don't kind of understand, you know, just because somebody is bi, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be into you or that you're actually necessarily going to do anything with them. Maybe we think by playing with someone who's bi, then they'll be bi. It's <laughs> 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 so strange. Yeah. We, or maybe it's a fear of health reasons. And that's just perpetuating the whole risk that's attached to anyone who has sex with other men. Mm. But everyone gets tested regularly, or we hope everyone gets hope, tested yeah. regularly and plays safely. It was interesting, actually. We were having a, a, a chat with um, By the By um, I think just earlier today, and one of the things that they mentioned was around consent. And we had a great little uh, conversation with consent, the consent, and that will be released uh, as, as part of another episode. But one of the things that Bradford mentioned was that actually that uh, when it comes to consent, guys tend to be very much, they don't seem to think it's important for, for women sometimes that they encounter all the you know, general sweeping statements. But actually, once they find out that, that Bradford is bi, then somehow that, that interest in consent becomes much more heightened. Yeah, yeah, he did say that. Because, you know, they're worried about what they might do and what they, you know, how they might interact with him. And of course, you know, if we're all following the rules of consent, then there shouldn't be any problems anyway. I think it's interesting what um, Cherie was referring to when she said the expectation that women in the lifestyle are bisexual. And you're absolutely right. It's it's something that we've encountered multiple, multiple times, isn't it? That there's the expectation almost that the women will be bisexual or at least will, um, you know, play with each other. Um, and it's it's just really, really, 
interesting when you start unpacking it all and sort of finding out what their real sort of feelings are, or whether they're doing it just to kind of be a crowd pleaser and do it for their their respective men. I think that, that there is a huge difference, though, between trying it because you think you might like it and might be into it mm. to putting on a complete show for the for the guys. And, uh, you know, I, I find the idea of someone doing that for the guys just to be a bit strange and a bit off putting, if anything. And I'm sure, you know, as a, as bisexual women or people that you wouldn't want to. That, that I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to. No, authentic. it's not. I, you fake your way through things that way, don't you? Mm. So mm. I'd, I'd want someone to play with me because they want to and they're attracted to me, not because they're doing it just to, you know, um, assuage their kind of man's fantasy then and tick a box somewhere. So, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I know personally I'm very sensitive to whether or not the person that I'm interacting with is actually enjoying it and into it. If I get any sense that the person's not into what we're doing, it's a... It, oh, it's a big turn-off for you. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a big turn-off for me. So... I can imagine if you're a woman in that situation where you feel like you almost have to play with someone who's clearly not into it with you, mm. that would be a horrible situation to be in. But also watching two women who one of them clearly wasn't into it, I, I don't think I'd enjoy that at all. No. I wonder if there's ever been guys that have put on a show for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Has the reverse ever happened? <laughs> Possibly. But... image in my head of Mrs H laying down a few £10 notes. Come on, dance, boys, dance. <laughs> Look like you're enjoying it. So we started talking a bit about male bisexuality and, and that it's not quite as common in the lifestyle. Why do we think that is? I think that's largely to do with the image that people have around what it means to be a man, around what masculinity actually is. And to be a man, you have to impress women, and women are the the goal. And if you manage to have your conquests, that's another piece which makes up your masculinity. So actually interacting with another man is seen outside the norm. It's seen as a vulnerability. It's seen as something which is different. And a lot of men shy away from that. And I don't think that's a conscious choice that people make. I think it's just what we've been told our whole lives. It's what media shows us. We're constantly showed depictions of it's really sexy when two women in college kiss each other, but you mm -hmm. never see two men playing and experimenting in college. It's seen as being wrong. And often in, me in media, depictions of media, men shy away from any sort of interaction between two men. Whereas Even in friendship. Yeah, even in friendship. Where if, if it's two women, they might kiss each other and realise, oh, this is actually quite nice. Again, I think it's a stigma of uh, gayness. There's there's a reason why a lot of insults towards men are about their sexuality, like, oh, you're a fag or whatever. And you don't have the same for women. There's no equivalent because it's kind of uh, glorified to women kissing for the pleasure of the male gaze. But um, the male gaze doesn't like to see two men kissing. Mm. And I think that's part of that as well. It's uh, latent homophobia. Maybe, but I do think there is something in that. If we, if you think of two women kissing, you probably think of two attractive women kissing. <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. Well, yeah. Why would your mind conjure up unattractive women kissing? <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's like the, the image that immediately the lipstick lesbians kind of a stereotype. Maybe. Yeah. So, but yeah. Of, of course, that's not the the. the it's the, not necessarily the norm, is it? The normal, the reality. <laughs> you know, I'm sure sure there are attractive people that out there, but. You know, people are just people, and it's quite often mm. that image that you've been sold. You're right by the media is 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 of the two hot women making out, and I'm not opposed to that idea. 
that's fine. But but it's a bit strange that that's the immediate piece that, that that's conjured up in your head. I'm really interested in this sort of why guys don't label themselves as bi, though. And and I think from, from my understanding or certainly some of the conversations that we've had, we, we know of a few bi guys that that, well, that, that people, men that do play with other men, but that label themselves as straight and yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll almost go go up to the hilt of being straight ironic oh my um, god <laughs> and, and being almost adamant about it but actually knowing knowing their history and knowing what they've been into or what they've done they've actually played with other guys and been actually quite open about that but they're very firmly of this i am straight and it almost seems quite it's difficult for people to come off of that perch and um or, or that pedestal of being straight and 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 be honest and say well actually yeah it's quite you know sometimes i like to play with guys so therefore by definition you are bisexual heterosexuality it's a safe place is how people have identified their whole lives whereas if you are bisexual that's a big change and the, an understanding of bisexual that a lot of people have is that you are 50 percent into your own gender and 50 percent into other genders or you're 50 percent into men and then 50 percent into women and that's just not how it is if you enjoy from time to time interacting with another man but 99% of the time you enjoy playing with just women then you could still identify as bisexual absolutely and I think the point I was I was going to make but you you kind of like started making the same point was just because you you potentially identify as bisexual yourself it doesn't mean that you necessarily want to play with every every person you encounter just because you you can it doesn't mean you want to and again it's down to those levels of attraction you know if i'm bisexual it doesn't mean i necessarily fancy every woman that walks past as well as every man it's true yeah just the pretty ones just the pretty ones (laughs) (laughs) have you guys seen a lot of male bisexual activity in clubs i don't think so not really, no. no. You've I, been the one instigating it whenever there's been some. Yeah, I can't actually <laughs> think of any situations that we weren't involved with in a club that involved male bisexuality, to be honest. Because you see a lot of ladies playing with ladies, to be fair, yeah. in clubs. But but very rare. In fact, I think some clubs, it's against their rules. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I know, for example, if you go to Desire on a week that's not the swing set takeover, the, the man-on-man action outside... Uh, you know of your own room is isn't allowed i think the world is is you know not only coming to terms with swingers being out in the open but there's a whole other note of prejudice that they need to overcome with men playing with each other it's a bit like in porn if you look at straight porn you'll see a lot of women playing together like if you look at straight porn with a threesome you have the man fucking both women and the women interacting to see two men interacting in porn you have to look at gay porn yeah, or yeah. bi porn. I've noticed when you search bi porn, it's usually because there's two men interacting, and that makes it bi porn. Whereas straight porn is two females as well. Yeah. Mm. So the definition standards. of uh, two female, well, two women interacting, it looks like it fits within the straight porn, which is strange when you think about it in this way. You you guys have been lucky enough to go to Cap Cap Dagged, is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. yes. yeah, I've been practicing. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, obviously we've referred to clubs, but um, Cap Dagged is it is it any sort of more relaxed in terms of what you might see out there and the, the bisexual scene with between men? I think it is. I think so. Yeah, that was actually where I had my first bi experience was in Cap Dagged, and it was with a uh, another guy who always had wanted to try it but never had and that was my first interaction and then 
straight after that, there was another guy who had always <laughs> wanted to try it but never had, who we went home with later that night. Yeah. Wow, you broke but, the seal. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also gay clubs there, and they call it well, a gay club, but that's very much focused on male-male interaction. But there's still you know, straight interactions going on in that club. It is still for couples to go along to. We haven't been to the gay club, though. No, really wanted to, but we just never got around to it. There's too many other things to do. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true that we've, we've done, I mean, we, Kiwi has interacted with men there, and it's usually been received quite positively. Yeah. Like, the most recent time that we were there, there was that... Uh, was the the slave, slave boy. Yeah, at the phone party, and... A lot of people stopped to watch and sort of and cheered, cheer along, yeah, because yeah. it's something which people don't see very often, and it seemed like nearly everybody was just really happy to see that. And it's like, great, you're being yourselves, you're doing what you want to do, good on you. Slave Boy on the uh, phone party does sound like a great album title, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> but I, it, it's interesting because I think it, it sounds like it's one of those things that could go one of two ways, and that, and I get the sense that more and more we're encountering people that are happy to have seen that and and to have witnessed it and and to encourage you to be yourself but i think there are certain environments where actually um the, the opposite could happen and people could be really upset or put off by it mm. and i know we've yeah, been yeah. in the odd club where guys have interacted and people have had a you know had a really strong mm. reaction to it and, yeah they've been very negative haven't they and almost to the point of like going to the owners to say well, then, why you are you endorsing what's going this? on with this here and why are you endorsing mm. this and how is this allowed but I think it's it's strange because it's not all over, not this all over the place, but because it's not openly shared in most clubs that we've been to, or you don't regularly see it. I wonder if people are afraid to do anything because because it won't be well received. Yeah, and it's the levels of hypocrisy, though, isn't it? Like you say, it's it's fine for the women to be making out. In fact, it's it's you know actively encouraged, and then you know not so much for the the guys. So. I mean, I don't actively encourage that because they could be making out with me, but, you know. <laughs> well, I completely agree. I think if it's more normalised, if it's something which people see more often, then they'll be more likely to try it, A, to see if they like it, and B, because it's something they're interested in, and now it feels like a safe place for them to do mm. that. But no one wants to be the first person to do anything. No, not at all. Um, I, I do also wonder if it's um, there's a bit of a case of there's a bit of a generational gap with it. And I do wonder if younger generations are actually less fussed about sort of identifying where they sit on the Kinsey scale. And it's just more about they they play with who they want to play with. And, and, you know, that that's that's the sum of it. Whereas Ooh. us um, and I'm using Mrs. H and I, perhaps rather than you guys, that's slightly older people um, <laughs> <laughs> um, are sort of grown up with it, with a lot of those prejudices. And you certainly, yeah. you know, I, I can imagine uh, even down to to the response from families and stuff. If I was mm. to, to kiss a guy or, or anything else, it would be. Well, you know, it's interesting. And, and I recall like ages ago when you first sort of started telling a few people here and there, like sometimes you would get that question, like, does that mean you play with guys as well? You know? Like, I, I think that's just more their prejudice view of me. <laughs> I think it's so. My sister always swears blind that that the reason you know the reason I wore a um, silk shirt and a waistcoat when I was a teenager was because I was actually gay. Yeah, gay tendencies. <laughs> oh my god! You're just in denial your whole life until now. Yeah, that's what, that's what it is. It's not that I had extremely poor fashion sense. <laughs> and yet now you're you know you are obviously if you were to 
find some sort of you you wanted to play and be by then you at least could do that in complete safety well i think that's one of the amazing things about the lifestyle actually is that and and this is why i'd recommend it to a lot lot of people is that it does let you explore some of those fantasies and you know it's not like you could be a guy and i could kiss you if i wanted to (laughs) so you know it does let you try out different things and in, yeah. a, in a relatively safe space. So, you know, you can see whether you like something or see or try something different with somebody else. Mm. And so if you did want to explore yeah. your buy side, I, I, you know, I'd really recommend doing it through the lifestyle. Where there's potentially no judgment. Well, there's not only no judgment, but also you've got the support of your partner, assuming you've got a partner with you, um, you know, and then we'll come on to having that conversation with your partner in a minute, because I think that's going to be an interesting one. But, but actually, you, you know, you've got the safety, you've got the environments if you want them. And also you've got people that have a level of experience mm. as well. So it, it's a good way to to test the water on a lot of stuff. I think. I'd be like absolutely cool if you if you were buying. <laughs> no, you wouldn't just be cool. You, you'd, you'd love it, I suspect. Of course I would. <laughs> but, you know. I think there's definitely a different groups of people who sort of how they come about finding about their bisexuality. There's people who have a predisposition to bisexuality who already know that they're interested in their own gender when they come into the lifestyle. And the lifestyle provides a mechanism for them to actually explore that and try that out. But then also a lot of people, once they are in the lifestyle and they're in very sexual situations around their own gender, they start to open up to the idea of saying, well, actually, maybe this isn't something that I thought it was, or maybe I'd be more open to trying this out and seeing what it's like. Yeah, I agree. I do. Um, it, it kind of makes you, it, it gives you that safety net, I think, that, I mean, you can try it, and if you don't like it, just don't do it again. But uh, that's true of the be... whole lifestyle, isn't it? Yeah, in, of course. The, that you witness so much, and you you know, you know start off in those first tentative steps, and you have your, for most people, sweeping generalisations, you have these dip-your-toe-in moments where you're like, oh! <gasps> Oh my god, we kissed somebody else. This is insane. Like you know, and, and you grow Yeah. Or someone someone gave me a hug. Oh wow, it was some other woman. And and then then you sort of learn and grow and you, you kind of get more comfortable with where you are. And it's a really good way of expanding, you know, how you feel as a yeah, person. Yeah, and by week three, I'm like, oh, I did DP. <laughs> <laughs> that was not week three. No, no. I think we're around week several hundred now, and that still hasn't happened. Several hundred, wow. 700 it's probably not that it's probably like 30 or something like that i don't know how math works it's not my strongest point to be fair to go back a few conversations ago when you were bringing up the generational gap that's actually it's reminded me of something a podcast two by guys i listened to them probably six months ago and they cited a couple studies and they asked people of different ages how they identify on the kinsey scale and they found that people who were under 18, a really good percentage, I think almost more than 50% of the people in the UK who they asked, um, it was a charity, identified as not a zero, so as one or higher on the Kinsey scale. So I think a lot more people are becoming aware of the different genders and Mm. different sexual preferences and attractions. Yeah. Okay, you, you, you've, you've agreed to go into the lifestyle. You're kind, of, yeah. you're kind of curious. How do you go about preparing for your first bi experience? Mine or his, because it was quite different. Just in general, though, we didn't know what was going to come about. We knew we were going for a meet, and we want to discuss around what, what are we expecting from this meet, and we want to approach the possibility of having a bi experience. 
I think it's just like going into any lifestyle event, actually. You you talk about your boundaries. You talk about what you're comfortable doing, what you're comfortable about your partner doing, and with which gender, I guess. Yeah, I think if you approach the topic that you want to get into the lifestyle and you're interested in playing with other people, you have gone 80 90% of the way there. You've already had that discussion, and your partner is obviously open to the concept of you playing with other people. And then it's probably your own your own issues that you need to overcome around bringing up the possibility of playing with your own gender. And that, that can be something really difficult to admit to yourself and bring yourself to actually saying to your partner, this is what I'd like to do. I think it's more than just the playing, it's just saying that it's something which you are interested in, in yourself. Mm. And there's a lot of resources out there around coming out. And that might seem like, a really big jump saying, oh, I'm not coming out to my family, I'm not coming out to the world. But it's really useful for at least processing internally how you want to come to terms with it yourself to be able to make that suggestion. But as as Sherry was saying, once you have come to terms with that yourself, it is just about talking about, well, I'm interested in doing this. How do you feel about it? This is what I'd be comfortable doing. What would you mm. be comfortable with seeing? Mm. And you've been so happy after you came out. Like yeah. Once you told a few friends about it, you were just feeling so happy and comfortable with yourself. I remember yeah. that was a couple of years ago now. It's like a weight lifted from your shoulders. You actually feel like you can be a lot more true to yourself. Yeah. But when we first started playing together, the well, when we first started playing in the lifestyle, you had your first spy experience as our first experience in the lifestyle. Yeah. But I was already, I mean, before we even started... I had had experience with girls. I mean, very, not, not in-depth experiences, but I have had some before. So I knew I was interested in that. So it was not um, a revelation or anything like that. I went into the lifestyle mostly interested in girls, <laughs> not not men. Um, yeah, it was part of the reason for getting into that. Yeah. But you were a bit uncomfortable with the idea of me playing with a, a guy in the lifestyle. Yes, I think... We were talking before about all the stigma around men's sexuality and especially by or uh, homosexuality. And I think for me it was wrapping my head around you not being straight and de deconstructing everything and what it means in terms of masculinity. We've already brushed onto that, but because um, you're my husband and I had this image of you and I had to kind of change that image to see you as someone who's bi mm. and and be okay with that and know it doesn't make you less of a man or whatever and yes I had a lot of maybe not prejudices but I had some kind of negative associations because of the way bi's and gays gay men are portrayed and everything that's around it was it partially as well thinking that if I'm playing with another man, they can give me something which you can't. Because if I play with a woman, you've got all the woman parts. So you, you can <laughs> Delicately fulfill that. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> partly, but for me, it was mostly deconstructing why I wasn't feeling comfortable with you being bi. Okay. And not not the, the oh, he might leave, you, leave me for another man. It was not that. It was mostly the image of what it meant that you were not straight. 
And when you saw it for the first time? Oh, in the end, when I saw it for the first time and all the times after that, I just get so horny when I see him <laughs> interact with a man. It's just insane. <laughs> so how did, how did you reconcile that? Because that's quite a challenge, isn't it? Going from your one image of your husband as you know him and to, to, to seeing him do that. That's quite a journey. It may have only been three minutes, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Kiwi coming out... Um, between between him telling me that it was interesting in playing with guys and and it actually happening, there was there was quite a bit of time. It would have been about a year at least. I'd yeah, say. yeah. Um, it was just internal journey, I would say. I would I had to think about it and and ask myself why I was bothered. And now I realize it's just society, the weight of all those um, depictions in in media and everything. Um, but with the good deconstruction, now I've just embraced it and I love it, but I can understand why, why some other women would be bothered by the idea of their husband not being fully straight. Um, yes, that there's all that, all that weight mm -hmm. to, to carry and to, to think about, but, yeah. um, yeah, it was all internal. I don't think we, we talked about it that much. No. No, we didn't deconstruct it together. I think it was mostly... It was me. Yeah. The, the weeks and weeks and sobbing, though, did give him a slight clue <laughs> that you were going but, but to, but crying to, in the bathroom. To flip that, though, um, Kiwi, when when Sherry obviously told you that she was bisexual, how did you feel? I was happy, to be honest. <laughs> he wasn't crying in the bath. He was wanking in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's going back to, like we were speaking about earlier, the depiction mm. of two sexy women kissing. And for me, it was like, great, my, my wife is interested in other women. We're talking about getting into the lifestyle. That means that we'll be able to bring another woman into our play and you'll be happy with that. And you'll be able to interact as a group rather than yeah. individually. Although what I so really like, think you were thinking was, at last, my plan to come out as bisexual is moving along. Well, well, you know, Mr. H, same, same question are. to you. Like, you know, I obviously you found out many, many, many years ago. It was the first thing you ever said. It to was, me. absolutely. So, you know, before we'd even got together properly as a couple, that, that was the, the one thing that I kind of laid on him straight away from the get-go. So, and that's going back nearly two decades now. It is, and I shit myself because, you so, know, young you know, Mr. How, how did you feel? Well, no, I, I was scared because it was something that I had no comprehension of and, and no understanding of. And for me, it was like, it was something that could take you away from me. And, you know. And did you feel that it was something that I would get that you wouldn't be able to give me? Yeah, I mean, and also, I think, to be fair, there was a level of experience between the two of us and that that you were sort of coming to town with this sort of cosmopolitan, worldly, <laughs> experienced view, and I was not that. And, you know, um, clearly things have not changed at all, but <laughs> it was it was quite a frightening conversation at that point. What I do find interesting, though, is that is if I wanted to explore um, being bisexual if i wanted to experiment you'd, you'd be very very absolutely sorry just send me a text if you do <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah it's only going to be on for the next two weeks and sadly you can't travel man oh, <laughs> oh trust me the second he decides to send that text i'm like all over it <laughs> <laughs> i but find it i, I really like it I, I, it's and it's I interesting really because but... we've we've been lucky enough to play with um a group of people where Two of the guys were, yeah. were by and, and the girl was very happy to 
to play with me and that that worked out for us quite so well. I have been fortunate enough to have that experience where I've been able to play with two men together in a, a bisexual way it's been it's been great so yeah but you know I, I don't have any desires particularly to go down that that route mm-hmm. um dis- but if you do but if I- <laughs> i'm rooting for you buddy <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> i swear if if i ever had that conversation with mrs h there'll be a deli counter fucking number thing there for her she'll be like right come on then obviously it's something it, it's something that you would have to want because it's something well, yes, that you <laughs> yeah exactly it wouldn't be me trying to coerce you into something but no. i'm just saying i'd be very supportive <laughs> So, Mrs. H, I've got a question for you. Uh-huh. Obviously, you've played with two men at the mm. same time, two straight yeah. men at the same time, and you have played with two bi men yes. at the same time. Did you notice any difference in the play? So, not necessarily related to the people that you were with, but just the, the, the dynamics. Flow and the dynamics. Oh, well, absolutely, dynamics. Um, it gives you so much more opportunity. You know, I mean, not just because I could sit back and maybe watch some things happen so lazy so <laughs> fucking lazy <laughs> um well i mean when you think about the dynamics of a uh, a threesome between two women and a guy okay i mean typically if if, if particularly if a guy is straight and the two women are bisexual then you've got this you know already you've got some sets of scenarios that you can play out between the three of you where everyone can interact and in the same way two bisexual men and a woman or all three of you can interact rather than the two guys like, oh, you know, uh, yeah, sword play isn't isn't on the cards kind of thing and kind of mm. polite bumping and <laughs> that's about as far as it gets. <laughs> but, you know, with all three of you happy to for things to happen, then it just, you know, really, really expands the kind of dynamics of your play session. I must say I'm incredibly jealous. It, it, like right, a, yeah. it just Because it just doesn't appeal to me. It's not intrinsically. I don't, I don't, I don't seek it. And it doesn't, I don't find it erotic, but at the same point, I am so fucking greedy <laughs> that I'd love to have that, you, that you would dynamic. Like to, yeah. Yeah. I, it would be more attention and that's it, clearly my life absolutely goal. Absolutely more attention. <laughs> <laughs> and I did wonder actually going into that session myself, wondering if the focus of attention, obviously in a, in a situation where you've got two women and a guy, then the guy's like, all right, I'm going to have like double the amount of female attention on me. Okay, cool. Um, and in a, a session where there's two straight men and a, you know a female, again, you, the woman might be the centre of attention naturally because the two guys aren't going to interact. So I did wonder going into that, am I going to kind of receive less attention? And how would I feel about that? Because you know maybe I like all the attention on me, but actually no, I, I really liked the fact that it, it wasn't down to just me calling the shots and saying what what wanted to happen. It was very much. It, it worked. It was fluid and everyone just kind of did what they wanted to do that felt good. There were a couple of moments where I got to ask for what I want, which was great. And I felt great doing that. But I also didn't feel like I was orchestrating the thing and everything just happened naturally. And it was just amazing to be involved in that. Fluid is a great term. I think yeah. that's a that's what word. we use. Yeah, we use that a lot for when we have played with couples where both the uh, man and woman are by, and it does feel very fluid. Things yeah. just flow, yeah, and they do. there's someone here, so you interact with this person, mm-hmm. and you roll this way, and move your hand this way, and there's someone else here, and you don't have to worry about who is this? Can I do that? Yeah, is that okay? It's like oh, we've all spoken about this up front, and yeah. everyone is happy for this to go always. 
So I've got one one final sort of question or little area to, to, to cover. And I think this this is the tricky one, because what if your partner isn't into it? So, you, mm. you know, you, 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 you are bisexual. You want to, you know, you're in, you're in part of that swinging world, but but your partner isn't keen for you to play with a member of the of the same sex. You know, have you guys come across anyone that's that's had that experience or have you got any advice for someone that's running headlong into that situation? Yeah, well, we, I guess, started out being in that category for a while when you were still getting your head around my interest in playing with another man. Yeah, but it was not like I was forbidding you from playing or anything. Yeah. We also never got the opportunity during that time. Yeah. I think there's there's probably a lot to unpack in that situation. And one of the things that depends on your relationship and where, you're, where you are in the lifestyle, what your approach is to the lifestyle, because some couples do play separately. And if you are happy with your partner playing with the same gender, it's just that you don't want to see it, then playing separately might be an option for how someone can fulfill... Mm what they would like to do their needs but then the other person doesn't have to be around to actually see it what are your thoughts uh, i'm thinking that maybe the couple should uh, investigate where this reticence comes from is it jealousy is it insecurity is it i don't know uh, homophobia I- i'm not sure uh, where it would come from because the basis of the lifestyle is people enjoying seeing well the other enjoy themselves it's compersion so you're kind of denying yourself and the other that but there are also some situations that for one reason or another you just really aren't into you just really don't Mm. don't interest you at all which i can i can see how some people might feel that way but it might be a good question of whether one person in the couple can interact with the same gender whereas the other one can't and is that a fair, even way to go mm. forward? Yeah, I'm. I'm not too sure. I don't have an answer to your question. Actually, it's quite complicated. <laughs> it's not our case, so I can't. I can't really project myself in such a couple. Mm. It'd be good to hear what your guys' thoughts are. So I think the most important thing is to, to is to have that conversation in the first place, and I'll come back mm. to that in a second. But actually, just to to work through, really, what as um, Sherry said there. Um, what what is the driving factor behind that, and what is that that barrier? And you know, because I, I think it would be hypocritical, for example, if the woman was was absolutely happy to play with other women, but didn't want her her chap playing with other chaps. But but equally, there's a whole you know societal <laughs> baggage that might go with that perception, and and getting yeah. someone out of that space could could take quite a lot of conversation and a lot of education. So I think the other thing to consider is actually that, that there's 101 resources to help, like you say, with coming out, with understanding this sort of stuff. And it's actually to, you know, if, if you if you have that conversation with your partner and they are not they're not keen for you to explore that, but they do want to proceed in the lifestyle, then I, I would suggest um, working through some of that that content and that media and that support. I mean, some of the stuff that you guys have talked about, some of the stuff that um, Angela and Bradford have talked about on By the By, just, you know, even those sort of things can help someone get their head around uh, understanding why this is this is like a really important step. And actually, if, if you're preventing someone, if they've got those feelings and 
and they want to explore this and this is who they are preventing them from doing that feels feels really wrong to me so you know but but helping them understand that that might be the case is tricky so use all the resources that you have available to, to get them through that journey i think it also sometimes depends on as you say why why people get into the lifestyle in the first place some people enter the lifestyle purely because they want to indulge bisexual fantasies and want to find a conduit to kind of you know safely do that without hurting their relationship others just may get into it because they just want to bang other people frankly and you know being bisexual doesn't even enter into it as a a kind of dynamic of play and you know we've met couples where the woman's not been bisexual and that's that's absolutely fine if a guy comes out as being bisexual and wanting to play with other men it doesn't necessarily mean that he wants to go out and have anal sex and be the bottom straight away that's that might not even be on the cards at all as something he ever wants to do. It might be that he's interested in just some touching. A lot of men have never touched another guy's dick before. So he might just be interested in seeing what that's like. He might be orally bi, but then doesn't want to do any more. So I think it's also important to discuss to what level and what actually are you interested in doing rather than just saying, blanket, I'm bi, I want to have sex with men. I think it's just like with couple swapping you discuss your boundaries or you discuss your boundaries with every gender any gender all the genders (laughs) (laughs) so i think the last the last bit i want to 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 cover here and i think this is something and i I think i heard this was going to sleep so please if i (laughs) rambled through this poorly um and and uh, is this another uh mr h sleeping revelation well it, it, it sort of was so um the reason i mentioned this is so i heard something that um cooper s beckett wrote and, and talked through and um bless bless cooper we occasionally listen to his audiobook because it's a nice soothing voice and sends us to sleep and we get to hear about lifestyle he, stuff he knows that. that he knows that we, yeah, we've I mentioned told him. that to him <laughs> um so one of the things he talks about is about schrodinger's cat and, and the you know if you don't yeah. ask the question then you you'll never know and you'll the answer will always be no do i get to but play with the cat do do yeah. you get to play with the cat yeah. Well, it's true. And if you don't, you exactly. So, you know, do I get to play with a penis? <laughs> Unless you ask that question, the answer is always going to be no, yeah. because you're never going to get to it. So, Schrodinger's penis. Schrodinger's penis. <laughs> <laughs> so it is true, though. So, if you know, if, if this is something that you want to do, it's really important that you have that conversation with your partner and, and be brave about it. And, you know, it's better to, to have asked and, and gone down a road of no, OK, that's not the right thing to do right now or whatever it might be, than to forever be wondering if it was something you could have explored. Mm. And I'd much yeah. rather step up to the plate and, and try and bat and miss than never step up and... Um, and we said and it before, life's too short to, to go through life and then turn back and think, Man, I missed an opportunity. I Man, could, I could, I could have, have done sucked something. a lot of cock in my life. Well, you know, or you could have just sucked one or two. It doesn't really matter. The point is, you didn't even try because you were too afraid of how you might feel or how you might be received by other people or whatever it is, whatever barrier you put up in your own mind as to why you don't take that leap of faith. But mm. life's too short to go wondering about what could have been. Just have a go. It's true. It's great that you brought that up, actually, because that's something which I've learned from the lifestyle, not necessarily from by interactions. But if you don't ask for things, you'll never get them. And what's the worst that you can get from asking from it? And that's something which has really translated into a lot of my personal and work life as well, is 
if you want something, ask for it, say it, let people know that you want something. And then that's how it can actually come true because people know that you want it and help you work towards that or are at least aware of that some, that is something that you want. Wow. Powerful nice. stuff. Very yeah. deep. <laughs> Very deep. It is. <laughs> not bad. I think I heard um, another podcast a long time ago. It's not related. You can edit this out anyway. Um, it was about how children are told to only say their wishes in their head and they're told not to say their wishes out loud, otherwise they won't come true. And we're saying that that's, that's the opposite to what we should be telling children. We should be telling children that when they make a wish, they should say it out loud. They should tell the world that this is what they want to happen. And then people will help them make that happen. That's it's really the only sweet. way your wishes can come true. Well, there is oh, something like very <laughs> powerful about writing something down or putting it down as a goal and, and making it real rather than just let it buzz around in your head because then you've got something to strive towards. I think this, this, is a very this reminds powerful... me of a cosmic ordering. Do you remember the cosmic um, cosmic ordering is thing that, that Noel Edmonds... used to wipe out half the... No, uh, didn't Noel Edmonds start like, banging on about it years ago? Like you, you, you basically write it down and then you write it down and then you go to sleep and then if you do it enough times then it happens <laughs> <laughs> of course you could always write it down once and then spend the rest of your time working towards that goal yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not entirely sure that cosmic ordering is, is a it's a thing well maybe it might be a thing i don't know but thank you ever so much guys for joining us today it's been so lovely seeing you and and, and working through some of these um questions and mysteries hopefully we've been able to give people a bit of a, a bit of insight into this if they're if that's a, an avenue they're looking to pursue so um before we before we end um do you want to let everybody know how they can find you and where they can find you and how they can get in touch that's kiwi's job <laughs> <laughs> he has a so wikipedia page again, thank you for having us it's always lovely to speak to you too it was and, good fun yeah and if you want to find us, we are Sharing is Caring podcast. We're on all of the major pod podcast platforms. If you want to get in touch with us, we are on Twitter at Kiwi and Sherry, all one word. And we are Kiwi and Sherry at gmail.com. Lovely. Well, thank you very much, guys. Yeah. Uh, stay safe in this crazy world out there. And we'll talk to you soon. You too. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Bye. Thank you once again to Kiwi and Shiri. Yeah, they were amazing. Always very nice to chat yeah. to them. And they are such lovely, lovely people. I know. You know, but we say that about every special guest. So don't you guys go feeling like you're more special than any of our special guests. Wow, way to take them down a bit. I know, it's a, it's a terrible situation. Uh, yeah, it was it was fun chatting to them. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, now I'm underselling it. Yeah, it was Aww. all right. Thanks for turning up, guys. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. <laughs> so one of the things that we wanted to quickly talk about in this beautiful end bit, you know, where we do the music and whatnot and mm, stuff. The end game. The end game. Yeah. Yeah, end of times. So we were exchanging messages uh, with a couple um, last week. And one of the things that they mentioned was uh, around being a proper swinger. Ah, the definition of proper swingers. Yeah, so we posted this on Twitter and it evolved into a It little... prompted a lot of thoughts. Yeah, and the context, because I suppose I should... You mm. should give it some context. Some context. And that you're not a proper swinger unless you do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Now, that could be unless you do full swap, soft swap, unless mm -hmm. you go to a different room, unless you fuck 20 people a night. It could be, you know. Could... So the, the, the scope of your sexual exploration is defining how much of a swinger you are. Yeah. yeah. But interesting on Twitter, it descended into a much larger conversation about mm. what is the lifestyle? Does the lifestyle incorporate uh, kink? Does it incorporate BDSM and uh, some things? Mm. But 
or do we actually mean swingers? Are you a swinger if you're a voyeur or if you're an exhibitionist? Mm, or even if you're just a group of friends who suddenly decide to get freaky and a bit drunk and have a foursome. Yeah. Does that make you swingers? Exactly. No. So uh, I'm not sure that we know the answers to that. <laughs> Clearly our, our posts on Twitter really didn't um, explain any of it particularly well. But it was more of a debate. Yeah. I, and, you know, you don't have to slap definitions on things. Sometimes it's just good to explore some of the sort of terminology that surrounds it and, you know, how people feel. Well, I love a good masturbate. <laughs> well, you know, it reminds me of when we very, very, very first uh, kind of got involved with this and that very, very first meeting we had with a couple of people who who flatly told us that because we refused to full swap, we weren't swingers. I know. And, and that's... it resonated with me so much that day. That's I mean, happened to us yeah, a lot of times, it has. in fact. And, and the number of people have come out with different definitions mm. of what they believe to be a, a true swinger. And, you know, it's almost like the one, the the, the mm-hmm. neo, the true <laughs> swinger, <laughs> the one that does it all. I, yeah. You know, I don't think that really exists. And I think what I like or what I've grown to love about the, the whole of the lifestyle and swinging is that it can be a really judgment-free, a really good safe positive environment Mm. it's not always that way but it can be that and when that works it's amazing so you know i think the most important thing is is for you to do you but if you are playing with somebody else that they understand the limits of your boundaries and how you like to play so you know a label shouldn't replace a good honest open conversation no and i don't think people should be made to feel they're not inclusive because they they choose to play to different kind of boundaries and, you know, people who might deem themselves to be proper swingers because they are hardcore, you know, airtight or sorts. <laughs> you know, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, it, it's interesting, by the way, guys, if you hear a lot of disturbance going on throughout this it's recording. It's fancy garden being Yeah, built. We're, we're having a bar being built in our garden. Because why not? Yeah, because and <laughs> it's, it's going to be a sort of hot tub bar area and I'm yeah. going to call it the hop in. Yeah, you are. That's the most important bit. Pun first, concept later. <laughs> uh, clearly, clearly good work. So if you can hear that going on in the background, that's because um, there's some socially distant people wandering around in our garden, putting stuff together and <laughs> sawing and doing all sorts of, um, you know, stuff stuff that we don't like doing. Yeah, that, that Yoko has, has sort of sat by the garden and it is just staring out the little <laughs> gap that she can see out of just really, really fucking angry. Anyway, that's any day for her. That could be any day. Yeah. So what we would say is um, if you fancy joining in on that debate, we, we posted that on Twitter um, last week. So, you know, that's uh, I don't know, July or, 2020. Or, or maybe send us some thoughts. Yeah, send us some thoughts. It'd be really interesting to see what people feel about that. Um, there was some really good discussion. I think one thing that, that that does really strike me is that there isn't a lexicon, a proper lexicon or a proper dictionary or thesaurus or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. of words in the lifestyle that are really clearly defined because everyone has a different interpretation Absolutely of them. Absolutely, they do. So it would be good if we can create that or if someone can create that. In fact, I don't want to create it because it sounds like a lot <laughs> of hard work. Plus, it's very subjective. You know, you're, you're one person's definition of, of what it means to do something it might differ to someone else's. But if you had a dictionary that you looked it up and it said, this is what it is, then yeah. everyone would know. Yeah, it would be clear around those labels because that would help you avoid getting into some sticky mm. situations. Uh, or into some sticky situations. Is sticky situation one of the entries on your lexicon? It is now, yes. Sticky situation, a situation that occurs thus after several... Anyway, I'm going to stop. So that. if you'd like to write to us about <laughs> your sticky situation, why not send us a tweet at bedhopperssuck? Or you could send us an email at bedhopperssuck at gmail.com. One day we're not going to suck one day. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) why. At the moment we're not sucking at all. I'm going to keep going on this sentence until I'm allowed to say it. 
I don't know why I'm using this voice. Thank All you. right, let's stop with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, have we have we unpacked the the FAQ or fac offs? Well, I think we we unpacked it rather well. Yes, I am pleased with what we did. Yes, um, I think there's going to be a couple of more fac offs coming mm. soon. Um, so I've got a lot of editing to do over the next couple yeah, of have. weeks. Yeah. And a bar to run. <laughs> and, a, and a bar to run. And yeah, and, and video and stuff to make. And, you know, oh, by the way, if you haven't checked out, checked us out on YouTube, we do have one or two bits that are starting to appear there now. So um, there's some of the quiz things we did at the start mm. of lockdown. There's the how to play the Bedhopper's theme tune. I'm not in that. No, I know. Nobody Because I don't know how to play it. Well, I know, but nobody asked for it, so I did it anyway. <laughs> so it's mostly for me to remember how to play the theme tune. Nice. Yeah, but so anyway, uh, if you want to get in touch, you know the right places. And if you don't, then, you know, that's fuck okay. Off. No, don't fuck <laughs> off, no. Just, just, just don't send us something. Yeah. Oh, one thing that we would really, 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 really like... It's Pokemon Franco's? No, it's not that. It's it's actually reviews on iTunes. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. We ain't had no reviews for ages. So if you could uh, pull up your phone and chuck us a review, you know, hopefully a good one, or pull out your computer and chuck us one, that would be delightful. It's good to know how we're doing. Yeah. Thanks for hopping into our bed. 